Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News from Monday, October 4th, 2021. Stand up for your country. So a lot of action over the weekend. Um, and I'm going to try to walk you through um, what happens behind the scenes in this country, which affects you directly, but you don't know it because it'll never be reported honestly. You may understand that I am very frustrated with the media in America. Now, it's always been uh, dicey. The press has always been corrupt to some extent, but never more so than today. And the stakes are so high for you and your family. So I always say, if you're going to watch the No Spin News or listen to it, um, do it with a pen and paper. So let me walk through it. First, we're going to get to Biden's schedule. Again, nothing on the schedule. Comes back to D.C. from Delaware. Uh, delivers remarks on the debt ceiling. Nobody listens. Nobody cares. That doesn't really mean anything. He doesn't do anything all day long. And that's the truth. He just doesn't do anything that we know about. Uh, the Rasmussen Daily Tracking Poll, we're going to give this to you every day now. So uh, 1,500 likely voters and Republicans 36, Democrats 38, other 26. That's a fair assessment. Um, it's just basically, do you approve of President Biden's job performance? 53% approve, 56% disapprove. That's a terrible number. 56% and only 43% approve. Now, this is an honest poll, Rasmussen always has been. And um, I'll give it to you every day. It'll vary day by day, week by week. But you can see that the Biden administration is going down and going down fast. So why? Well, the reason that Joe Biden is imploding is because his own party has turned against him. And this is a really interesting, if you're interested in government, and I'm not going to make it boring. If I make it boring, write me a letter, okay? I'm going to make this interesting, and it's not easy. So there are two spending bills in play. Neither of the bills have been passed. The first is the $1 trillion infrastructure bill to improve roads and highways and global warming stuff and all of that. $1 trillion. That will pass. All right. Got 20 votes in the House. It will pass the Senate, I believe. All right. But it can't be voted on because of far left Democrats until the $3.5 trillion dollar reconciliation bill is advanced for a vote. So our Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders said, we're not voting. Um, we're not going to vote for the $1 trillion bill until we get the $3.5 trillion bill. Boom, the whole thing explodes. Nothing gets done. Okay, again, two bills, but they're not, they're intertwined because of the left-wing loons. The loons want the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. What's that? It's a spending bill. Social justice spending. It has nothing to do with reconciliation. That's just BS. It's basically taking money from me and other affluent people and corporations and giving it to Americans who don't have very much. That's the reconciliation bill. That's what it is. It's a transfer of wealth. There's not a Republican on the face of the earth going to vote for that. And Manchin, 
the Democrat from West Virginia, and Cinema, the Democrat senator from Arizona, say, we're not voting for you. So they can't pass it in the Senate because they need all the Democrats to vote, all 50, because all 50 Republican senators will oppose. And of course, Vice President Harris would break the tie. But when you have two defections, at least two, maybe more, could be other people hiding, right? You can't get it passed. So Biden wants to get the $1 trillion in his pocket for infrastructure and not put this up for a vote yet. I don't know how he thinks he's going to get it. He's not going to get it. He's going to have to bring it way down to $1.5 trillion or something like that. Okay? Because that's what Manchin said. Manchin's pulling the strings. Wall Street Journal editorializes this weekend, Manchin's running the country, not Biden. Now, that's an overstatement. But Manchin's got more power than Biden right now. Why? Because Biden's weak. When you have a weak president, and the best example in modern times is Jimmy Carter, nobody's afraid. So people aren't going to do what Biden asked them to do. They're not. They're afraid of Pelosi in the House, and they're afraid of Schumer in the Senate. The Democrats are afraid of them because they'll cut off money. So if you want to run for re-election in either house, you need money. And the Democratic National Committee provides that. But Pelosi and Schumer cut you off, you can't run. You don't have the money. That's why they're afraid. But Biden's got no juice at all. Okay, none. Most people understand that he is befuddled. Now, I'm seeing that word used more and more. I coined it. Okay? And he doesn't really have a clear view of what's happening. So for your purposes, you, the honest American citizen, you know that the $3.5 trillion is socialism pure and simple. Not going to do you any good or your family any good. Yeah, you get seven weeks paid leave or you'll get free community college, but the price you'll pay for that is way more as the economy implodes. You can't run up debt like this. You can't tax your way out of this. And you're seeing now inflation, boom, I'll give you the stats in a moment. Now, inflation robs you of purchasing power. So you've got to pay a lot more for what you need. That overrides any benefit like free health, uh, not health care, but lower premiums for the Obamacare people, free child care. You're going to get murdered. In the essentials, you'll have to pay a lot more. So savvy people know that Biden is so weak, just like Jimmy Carter was weak, that he can't cajole, word of the day, anyone to do anything. And this is after nine months in office. This is a catastrophe for Biden. So Americans, even those who don't pay attention, and you know, the Afghan thing was obvious, the big thing, and the border is catastrophic down there. So people start to catch on. They don't understand the, the economics yet, which is why I'm doing this tonight. Okay, you, they don't know what the reconciliation bill from the infrastructure bill and why people won't vote. And it, they don't, it's complicated. You have to really study it. But when you boil it down, two bills, neither of which are put up for a vote and Biden's own people, his own party, the loony 
far left Democrats are saying we're not going to vote for the bill, uh, the trillion dollar infrastructure bill unless you put the three point five trillion spending bill. But everybody knows that's not going to pass. So why are they doing that? Why are they sabotaging their own president? So Biden looks weak for everybody. He can't get anything done. And again, I pose this question, and, and every time I go on the radio, and I'm on the radio now, we have a schedule every day, should check in because we always post that on BillOReilly.com. My simple question is, give me one thing that Joe Biden has done in nine months to improve the country. You can say vax rollout, okay, but he didn't do that. He didn't set up that mechanism. That was done by the previous administration. Okay, he didn't do it. He badmouthed the vax, as you remember. So, but I'll give you that. The vax got out there to CVS and all the other places. I'll give it to you. But what problem has he solved or made better? It's made everything worse. And now the best thing for the country, and I hate to say this, is no, none of these bills pass. Although we do need infrastructure in this country, we need to upgrade that. So I would probably vote for that. Even though a trillion dollars, I'd have to see where it's going. Because the Democrats always say, oh, we'll build that bridge. But first, we're going to put three mil- windmills in Georgia. And then you go, you know, no matter how many windmills you have, it's not going to be able to fulfill the energy needs of the country. It's just not. No matter how many you build. So we're living in a time in this country where the federal government, in an attempt to be socialist. And Biden doesn't understand any of this. I mean, somebody should send him this broadcast. Maybe after I explain it to him, he would. He doesn't know. He just does what he's told. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what's in the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. He hasn't read it. It's, what, 2,000 pages? He doesn't know what's in it. Ah, oh, what a mess. All right, inflation. So uh, it's at a 30-year high in August, the latest stats. All right? And this is all uh, from the Bureau of Economic Analysis. This is from the government. So inflation is at a 30-year high. All right? And in the month of August, it went up 4.3%. So prices are 4.3% higher in one month. And that was the highest rate since 1991. So we're in a world of hurt. Now, consumer spending is going up to 0.8% in August. As more people get out on the street again um, because of the COVID thing, more people coming back to the workplace, all of that. But spending's not nearly um, what the rate of inflation is. So you see in the stock market, just go, hey, boom, 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 boom. You know, I got to tell you, I have stops on all my stock. I got stopped out of a big stock today that I didn't want to sell, but I had to have that discipline. So the price hit, price I had on it, and I sold it. Didn't want to, but I'm not going to go down with the ship. I got stops on all my stocks because I don't trust Biden, the Biden administration. The stock market is not an indicator of economic well-being, but if it collapses, massive pain. 
The indicator is employment and wages. All right, and we're still okay in that area. And inflation, we're not okay in inflation. We're not. So your wages are going down because of inflation. You're paying more money for stuff you need. Okay, now that's it. I hope I'm not a pinhead. I hope you got it. I'll answer any questions. You just bill at BillOReilly.com. But this is really bad. Now, I got a couple of letters asking me to explain Solly Amarova. Do you know who Solly Amarova is? Well, she has just been appointed the comptroller of the currency, the United States currency. And that is an independent bureau within the Treasury Department. So Solly Amarova is, is now in charge of the currency. Well, who is Solly Amarova? She's a PhD, University of Wisconsin, born in Kazakhstan, came to the USA in 1991. She got her PhD. Uh, she taught law at Cornell. Now, uh, Biden has appointed her to be in charge of the dollar, the currency. Now, she worked for George W. Bush in the Treasury Department as a special advisor. But if you dig deeper into her life, she is uh, not a capitalist. This is, and now, this is what she wants. You ready for this? She wants to wipe out all bank accounts in Chase, in Citigroup, whatever it may be, in your local bank, okay, Vinnie's Bank in your town. Doesn't want that. No more private bank accounts. She wants you to put your money in the Federal Reserve System. That means that the federal government would know every cent you have and could easily take it if you didn't pay your fair share of taxes. If there was a beef, you and your money would be under the control of the Federal Reserve, the federal government. That's what this woman wants. That's communism. Communism is all private property is regulated by a central government. Now, Biden appoints Solly Omarosa to this position. Does Biden know that's what she wants? I don't know. He didn't explain it. If I had a bet, no clue. None. Somebody came in, said, oh, we need somebody in charge of the currency, Mr. President. Please sign this appointment. Signs it. I could be wrong. Maybe he's a Ph.D. genius himself sitting there in the Oval Office every day. Maybe he understands everything that's happening. You think so? Okay. Now, final Biden thing. Um, Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey, Trump guy, went on uh, with Donna Brazil, a very loyal Democrat, uh, on ABC on Sunday. And there, Christie says it's over for Joe Biden. The whole thing's over. Nine months in, his administration is whacked out and never coming back. Roll the tape. Did he stand up to the Taliban? 
Why is that partisan? He wasn't. He sure. hasn't stood Don't. up to anyone except for the people in his own party who nominated him. Donald Trump invited Bernie Sanders the didn't vote Donald, for him. Donald Trump was inviting well, the Taliban. So it's always Donald Trump. Always. My friends, too. Oh, and they hate Trump more now than they did when Biden was elected because they know in their hearts their vote went to the wrong guy because Biden is screwing the country up. So they, to justify, they're smart. My, my friends are smart. They hate Trump more, more now, okay? Just like Brazil. Brazil has no answer for Biden's competency because there isn't an answer. So it's Trump. Trump invited the Taliban. Yeah, Trump invited the Taliban because that's what Trump does. He makes deals with people so people don't hurt us. Do I care if the few guys in turbans came over to Camp David and negotiated a good deal in Afghanistan, a joint government? I think that would have been a good thing. Did we have any trouble with North Korea for four years? We did not. But the only answer to Biden's incompetence is Trump. It's always Trump, 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 Trump. And that's it. Will that fly in the midterms? No. And my advice to President Trump, and I'm going to see him, I'm going to do an interview with him um, in 10 days. We'll have another interview with him. My advice to him, don't say anything. You know, if you have to, keep it tight. Let Biden sink. Don't divert attention away from him. That's how bad it is. All right, Chuck Schumer. I've known him 30 years. My senator here in New York. Okay. I've always got along with him. I have civil conversations with him. But it's starting to be real, real tough. So on the border, as I said, everybody knows it's a catastrophe. There isn't one person, honest person, sane person, who could tell you that the southern border is operating the way it should. The key provision is that millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of foreign nationals now know they can come to the United States in a port of entry situation and ask for asylum. And then they get in and can stay here forever. That's the ruse. That's the con. Okay, Schumer knows that. Everybody knows it. You don't have to be persecuted in your country. You say, hey, I'm afraid. Hey, I, uh, you know, there's a gang. They're after me. And I need asylum. So move me to Connecticut. And, and you know, maybe I'll have a hearing in five years that I probably won't show up to. 50% don't show up for the hearings. Everybody knows what this is. And there are tens of billions of people who would like to come to the United States. They don't want to live in Myanmar or Bangladesh or Uganda. They'd like to come here. Everybody knows this. So this is Schumer's latest, September 21st, on the border. Go. So I urge President Biden and Secretary Mayorkas to immediately put a stop to these expulsions and to end this Title 42 policy at our southern border, that we cannot continue these hateful 
and xenophobic Trump policies that disregard our refugee laws. We must allow asylum seekers to present their claims at our ports of entry and be afforded due process. That means tens of millions of people. You can make it to a port of entry on the southern border. You're in. That's what Chucky wants. Here's what Chuck Schumer said on June 24th, 2009. People who enter the United States without our permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the U.S. legally. To the advocates for strong, fair, effective, comprehensive immigration reform, and I'm certainly one, I say to you that the American people will never accept immigration reform unless they truly believe that their government is committed to ending future illegal immigration. And any successful comprehensive immigration reform bill must recognize this fact. There you go. Now, I can say a lot of bad things about Senator Charles Schumer. I'm not going to do that. You make the call. But this is the leader of the Senate. Country's in bad shape. This is our leadership. Supreme Court is back. And the liberals are very worried about abortion. So um, eight justices met for the first time in 18 months. They were divided because of COVID. One could not um, because he has COVID. That would be a Justice Kavanaugh has COVID. So he couldn't be there, but he was there on Zoom or something. So the big case is Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. That would be Jackson, Mississippi. So Mississippi passed a state law that bans most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Okay. And now the Supreme Court has to decide whether that state law is constitutional. If it's not, then Mississippi can't have that law. We researched it, and under existing Supreme Court precedent, states may not ban abortions that occur prior to fetal viability, generally around 22 weeks or later. That means a baby inside could live on the outside. That's fetal viability. So that's a seven-week window between the Mississippi law and the federal law. So after 22 weeks, any state can ban abortion, according to Supreme Court precedent. But 15, they can't. Now, I don't know how this is going to shake. I don't know. I know that four Supreme Court justices will try to knock out the Mississippi law. Roberts, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Breyer. Okay? Those four will. Whether Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, Barrett, and Kavanaugh go against the Supreme Court precedent, not a ruling, by the way, it's just precedent, they might. But that's what the liberals are so much worried about, because they believe 
I mean, I saw a demonstration that said abortion is a beautiful thing. Once you get into that realm, you're in Nazi territory. That's where you are. Extermination is a beautiful thing. A lot of Germans have a problem with that. World War II. Abortion is a beautiful thing. If you know anybody who holds that point of view or supports somebody saying that, that's the end. That's it. You can't deal with them any longer. That's how extremely crazy that is. We're talking about a, a potential human life here. And for those of us who believe in Christian theology, a human life. China. China put out a one-sentence dictum to its people, 1.5 billion people. It said that the government of China is going to reduce the number of medically unnecessary abortions. Medically unnecessary. That means there's no health problem to the mom. So, why are they doing that? Well, the population of China is at its slowest growth point in 20 years. And Chinese are getting worried that their population is going to decline. So they're basically sending a message to all abortion doctors in China, you better have a reason, a health reason, to do this. Ah, isn't that interesting? Now, for years, you know China practiced a one-child policy, which means all families have only one kid. Well, that is turn around and bite them in the butt. So now they want the Chinese people to have more than one kid, and they don't want any abortions. That's China. And believe me, if you are an abortion doctor in China, you are uh, cautious. Those people can come in, take you away. You'll never be seen again. Austin, Texas. They have a ballot um, this November about police. If approved by voters, Proposition A says that the police staffing should be required two officers for one every 1,000 residents. Two officers, 1,000 residents. Got to have that. All right. George Soros doesn't like that. Okay, George Soros is a 91-year-old radical leftist. He doesn't like it. So he's given a half million dollars to the people who oppose having a police presence, an effective police presence in Austin, Texas. So you know. Now, Soros' son is really running that operation now. So when Soros dies, and I wouldn't want to be him, uh, his son will take over. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. Now, we can't find out where exactly he is. We know he's at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina at the Marine base. We don't know his circumstance. His father says he's in some kind of solitary, but we don't know. The military doesn't give out that kind of information. I don't think they're punishing Schiller like that. I hope they're not. 
But all kinds of reports on the uh, right-wing media that he's in solitary confinement, he's been abused. I can't find out. And I doubt it. Marines don't operate that way. But he's in the brig. All right, because he, while on active duty, criticized and undermined his commanding officers. And you can't do that. However, a lot of people sympathize with the colonel, lieutenant colonel. I'm one of them. Okay, I think he's right in his view of Afghanistan. What he should have done, and what I said before, is resign his commission and then launch his criticism. You can't do it while you're actively serving because no armed forces could have that. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. $2 million has been donated to Lieutenant Colonel Schiller by the folks. Okay? So there are a bunch of places. Um, The pipe... Hitter Foundation, tax-exempt charity dedicated to supporting service members, and you can donate there. $2,262,000 as of yesterday, 27,000 individual donations, average donation 75 bucks. That's a good thing. He's paying a terrible price. He'll probably be dishonorably discharged and lose his benefits. Um, and so the people who agree with him are helping him out. That's what we do in America. Okay. Um, I was still watching that situation and we will, um, bring that to you on that note, you know, I, uh, support the independence fund, which buys the high tech wheelchairs for those gravely wounded vets. So they have now independencefund.org allied with Safe Harbor um, at Fort McCoy to help the Afghan, Afghan allies who are here and who haven't gotten out yet. So this is good. All right. And a lot of the disabled warriors that we've helped with the track chairs are now helping our Afghan allies. And they had a big thing. So I continue to urge you to look for independencefund.org for your charitable giving, particularly around Christmas time. Now an update on the Viking situation. As I reported last week, 
We got a letter from a concierge member named Patricia. She's 83 years old, a widow. She had paid for a Viking cruise that was supposed to sail in April 2020, but COVID hit. So instead of refunding her money, they gave her a voucher, a travel voucher to take the Viking cruise at another time, which she was okay with. Since that time, Patricia has come down with blood cancer, 83 years old. She needs the money now from Viking because she can't go on the cruise because she has blood cancer. So we got in touch with the Viking Corporation, which is based in Switzerland. The guy who runs it is Torsten Hagen. Put his picture up there. He's a billionaire. All right. MBA from Harvard. And, uh, you know, we said, listen, in a compassionate gesture, you need to give Patricia back her money. Right. Is that unreasonable? Well, so far, Viking has not done it. There's a guy named Andrew Jacob, who's in charge of this. She doesn't have her money back yet. So I'm going to give Andre Jacob a little more time, but I'm not happy here. I'm not happy. So Viking does a lot of business in the USA. This is not a hard one. Somebody gets blood cancer, who's 83 and needs the money, you give the money back, particularly because... Mr. Hagen, you're worth $2 billion. We'll update you on this. And um, I don't know. But if Viking does the right thing, I will publicize that they did the right thing. And I hope they do. Fast. This day in history, October 4th, 1988. Remember PTL, the uh, TV ministry on the air for 15 years, Jim and Tammy Baker. Remember that? Well, 33 years ago today, Baker was indicted on federal charges of mail and wire fraud, and he was convicted in a subsequent trial. Here's what Baker said. I went into the courtroom innocent of the charges against me, and I come out today still innocent of the charges against me. My faith is in God, and Romans 8:28 says that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those called according to his purpose. And I'm going to keep my faith in God, and I'm going to see Tammy now. God bless you all. Uh, he was convicted. He got 45 years. <laughs> oh, man. Why did they sock it to him? 45 years in prison. He served eight. All right. His sentence was later reduced to eight. Tammy Faye divorced him while he was in prison. And uh, that was a major, major scandal in this country 33 years ago today. Baker, by the way, is now a member of the charismatic movement. Okay. Got a good mail segment and a final thought on three books uh, you might want to read. I've been asked by a lot of people for some recommendations for the fall, and I have them. We'll be back in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.
Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to the mail. Uh, Estralita, Estralita on the message board. I'm really sad President Biden is misleading us. I cannot even watch the news except for your podcast, O'Reilly, which is keeping my household's sanity. We're going to give you the truth or try our best. Janet on the message board, Jen Psaki says the border is closed. She appears to have a brain, so is she lying? Well, she said the border is not open. Semantics. Is she lying? She's a propagandist. She, whatever they tell her to say, she says. So you, you make the call. Joyce, well, I often... Disagree with you, Bill. Your column last week and this week are on point. Thanks for the explanation of cisgender. I've seen the term, but I had no idea what it meant. So my column on BillOReilly.com explains cisgender and a few other things. My column is called Beware the Pronoun. You'll like it. BillOReilly.com has it. Patricia Williams, Sherds, Texas. Bill, you recently said... Do not think the provision to have any bank transaction more than $600. That is the current spending bill. Well, if that's unconstitutional, why isn't $10,000 unconstitutional? Because, Patricia, $10,000, and that's what you have to report to the IRS if you deposit $10,000 or more, can be considered a business transaction. Okay? Business transactions are monitored by the IRS. That is constitutional. 600? No. That's a personal transaction. That's how I'm evaluating it. Bill Sad, Fredericksburg, Texas, in the Hill Country. Bill, your piece on the Obama not sustainable on ABC was a true smoking gun, outstanding journalism. Bill, I can't take credit for that. So what happened was Good Morning America edited out when President Obama said open borders are unsustainable. But another journalist picked it up, somebody on the Internet. All right, I just took from that. But yeah, ABC News. A senior patriot who's a concierge member but shy, doesn't want to give his or her name. I certainly agree with you, Bill, about trying to have rational conversations with people on the other side but it's not easy to do. Not. I just told you about my friends voting for Biden, and now they're even more crazed about Trump. It's, it's hard. Don, just have rational conversations with other rational people about what kind of country you should all want. Come on, Bill. How many rational liberal socialists do you know? Some. Some. Harrison Martwick, Sydney, Australia. Helping out that 83-year-old lady is legendary, O'Reilly. One of your very best shows ever. If Viking doesn't come through, I'm sure we premium and concierge members are happy to chip in and help her get her money back. Harrison, I will do it. 
but I appreciate your offer from Sydney. Okay, I'm not going to leave Patricia in a lifeboat. But I think Viking's going to do the right thing. Gary Sipos, San Francisco. The Los Angeles port has dozens of container ships queued up out to sea. Why doesn't Joe Biden make a few calls and fix it? Because it's a private thing. It's not a federal government thing. But he could fix it. Biden could if you think he knows about it. Maury Hamill, Summerfield, Florida. Hey, Bill, rather than rush out to buy Christmas gifts before the shelves are empty because the ships can't dock, why not buy gifts that are made in the USA? There aren't going to be any gifts left in the USA. If all of the foreign goods don't get here, the goods in the USA will be out by Halloween. Supply and demand. William Enke, Virginia Beach. I'm wondering what does GOP stand for? GOP, Grand Old Party. Now, William, I appreciate the mail. Love the mail. All you got to do is Google what does GOP stand for? Boom! Comes right up before your eyes. That's one of the good things about cyberspace. Michael Paracafis, Southampton, New York, reading Killing England this week. What a great book. Thank you. I spent time in D.C. toward Mount Vernon and Monticello. Have a great day. All my books can relate it. All right, Killing England, one of our strongest, I think. Now, um, if you buy any of my books, put that sticker up there. You get to regret your 2020 vote yet. Stickers free. You can buy those in packs of five. Spread them around. Let me know how it goes. All right. And we have History Tour, Trump Information. That's going pretty well since we started marketing. There are the dates. Uh, Get those tickets now. The good seats are flying. And when you write to us, do not be a poltroon. You can use that word. P-O-L-T-R-O-O-N, poltroon. All right, back with the final thought about my book recommendations. Okay, final thought of the day. So two premium members wrote a book. Throw it on up there. Uh, Robert Watkins and Robert Garrett. And I looked at the book and it's good. America Revived Understanding, Hope, and Answers. The problem is um, we uh, don't know how you can get the book. It's not on Amazon. So uh, to Roberts, if you tell me how people can get your book, I'll tell them. But good job. Premium members now writing books. We like that. Second book, Enemy at the Gates, Kyle Mills. This is the Vince Flynn franchise. Mitch Rapp. This one's really good. You know, they're all good, but this one's really good. Bestseller. And finally, uh, my pal Martin Dugard, Taking Paris, the Epic Battle for the City of the Lights. This is an extension of Killing Patton. Um, and Marty does a nice job in uh, telling you about how Paris was impacted by World War II. Now, Killing the Mob is still doing very well. Is still number one in one category on Amazon. So this is a great Christmas gift. If you would like me to sign these books for Christmas gifts, get those orders in. I am so busy with the Trump tour, and I'm going to interview the president in 10 days, as I mentioned. Ah, you got to get those orders in early this year. But great Christmas gifts. Killing the Killers out next year was delayed because of COVID. That's done. 
We're rewriting the uh, afterword because of the Biden-Afghan thing. But that book is going to knock your socks off. So you can pre-order that on BillOReilly.com. Reading is good. You know, it's going down because of the machine. But a good book, man, it's nothing like it. We'll see you again tomorrow.